everybody welcome to this xbox life episode number 580 titled torch lighting this is the show about gaming xbox anything else we want to talk about occasionally towels maybe we'll hit some silverware appliances who knows what what will happen this week uh we are not affiliated with microsoft or the xbox in any way this is a show being done by fans for fans of the microsoft xbox the views and opinions expressed on the show do not necessarily reflect those of microsoft i am one of your fine hosts for today my name is rob also known as presar and with me as usual i got my good buddy mark hey everybody it's wingman 709 has landed how is everybody and to start the show off this week, I wanted to talk about my new Philips Norelco Shaver 5300. <laughs> I got it here in the box. If you were on video, I'd do an unboxing for you, but maybe on our YouTube, right? Is, is that a sponsor? Can I get one too? No, oh, it just showed up. It was yeah. sitting here and I pulled it out of the package. It came in the mail today. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was I was actually thinking, I'm like. <laughs> so when if, you were talking about towels yeah. and dishes and forks mm-hmm. and- I'm Why, actually gonna. I'm, I'm like, gonna I'm looking at one. <laughs> what? I'm actually gonna talk about shavers for a brief second here now. Now oh, that you sure. sparked that, I was actually thinking the other day. I'm like, should I get one of those like, you know, Norelcos or something? Because you know, it's COVID time, working from home, don't leave the house. Shaving isn't something I do very often anymore. I I've used these in the past. Yeah. I like Norelco. Like they didn't. Uh, they don't sponsor us. So. <laughs> This yeah. is free for them, but I've used them in the past. And then, I don't know, I got on this kick a while back of, I just want a blade shave and, yeah. uh, I'm happy with it, but I, yeah, I only shave like once a week or something yeah. and it gets all scraggly and then it's like, okay, I got to shave gets it itchy off. too. Yeah. Yes, it does. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll, and what really happened and the reason it's really here was that my, <sighs> where my mother went, I took her to Best Buy the other day and she was going to get an Apple watch. And I was like, Oh, I've got some certificates from Best Buy and I didn't have anything to buy. So I got the gift certificate and, and, but she had some of her own and I was going to give her, I was like, well, here, take these and apply. I don't need them. You know, Mm -hmm. I'll help her. Right. You know, pay for some of her, of her thing. Well, they wouldn't take them because it's a different account. Like you can't use like your, your reward certificates can only be used on your account. Like not someone else's because yeah. she so has a Best Buy account. So basically you need to buy it for them. Right. Yeah. But I wasn't going to do that. So, yeah. <laughs> so I had these certificates, which now expire and I'm like, there's nothing I need to buy or want to buy. And so I was serious, like what, you know, they're going to expire. They don't, they only give me like two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, I know I'll forget about this darn thing. Cause I always forget about them. Cause I hardly yep. ever shop there. Yeah. So I'm like, the only thing I could find to spend the money on was a, a Phillips Norelco razor, electric <laughs> razor. I'm like, well, I probably should maybe start shaving every day, every other day. Keep it. Cause I don't, I hate, I hate facial hair. So yeah, on me, I don't like it. I just yeah so that's that's why that's why i got it (laughs) yeah it'll it'll help reduce the costs of buying harry's razors too but they're not expensive but yeah you know yeah the the thing about those rewards is like i 
I don't think I've ever actually redeemed any rewards from Best Buy. They always expire. Always. I don't think they expire until you cash them out into a certificate and the certificate expires. Yeah, because I know You'll I get to the log e- in and find out. Yeah, because I get the emails. Oh, you earned five dollars. Yeah. And then, you know, five months later when I actually have something I want to buy from Best Buy, because I, I never go there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean back in the day when we used to like uh you know work yeah. at an office <laughs> <laughs> like you know it was uh like when like when we used to work together i mean did we ever go on like the lunch trips to fries oh. or best buy oh yeah just walk around yeah yep and um you know you don't do that anymore <laughs> Oh, it's called amazon.com yeah well <laughs> again not enough not a sponsor of the show yeah but if either Philip not an Alpha affiliate or <laughs> or amazon or microsoft if or if anyone would like to be sponsor us you're more, we're always welcome we can be yeah. bought we we <laughs> we'll do it yeah. right right now <laughs> the sponsors are our employers <laughs> Indirectly. This week's show sponsored by Presar and Wingman Seven Hundred Nine. <laughs> yeah. But, All right. Uh, anyway, so um, what have you been playing lately? Instead of what have you been buying lately? Just, dude, I got to stop. Um, I got to get the buying or playing. So of course I played some Fortnite um, last night. Sure. I actually, but my kids got all caught up. All challenges done, and then what is today? Then a new week of challenges. So, so I don't even know there's new challenges ready for me to go. Uh, but did you, um, I did, there was a pretty cool thing in the, <laughs> the item shop yesterday. Oh, and uh, Rob, I sent you a video of it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to tell me what you think. <laughs> mm. I <laughs> come on, share. I I'm, I mean, that thing's been in the, in the store a couple of times already. This is like old news and it's like, oh. it's the first time you've seen it. Yes, I've never yeah. seen it. Yeah, it's been there before. So it's uh Rick Ashley, but never mm-hmm. gonna give you up. The like a yeah, dance move and it plays emote, a song. Yeah, yeah the emo and you up. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to get it. <laughs> and then I took so a video of my me, yeah. of my character and sent it to Rob and said, Hey, you've been Rick rolled. <laughs> yeah. Oh I should have sent you like an eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah, I played played Fortnite. Yeah. Um, I did get some further progress into tell me why. Um, and then, uh, I of course played gems of war. So tell me why, or tell me why you're playing. Tell me why now. It's, how, how are you feeling about that game? Cause I like lost all interest and I have I like no I... compulsion to continue it. Like, are you, still invested in the story a little bit a little bit it's it's like when the first chapter ended it was like i was i was starting to like okay you know this is it's a lot of walking around it's all dialogue you're just listening to a story and then every once in a while you get to walk around and try to figure out what to do i think chapter two is better there's some stuff that it does make you kind of try to figure something out so there's like a little bit of gameplay in it Sure. Uh, still the same formula but the the way the story ended um at the end of chapter one was like holy crap it was like how the game so i started playing it just because it's like 
get an achievement in the game or something and I got reward points, right? Or uh, for the Game Pass points, mm-hmm. which are all Microsoft reward points, which turned into $25 gift cards for me. That's what I select to do with them. And uh, and the very opening scene hooked me. I was like, ooh, wow, I want to know more. And then it kind of, it felt like kind of dragging on. And then at the end of it, I was like, <gasps> whoa. You know, it's like I didn't see that coming. And so now I'm into the chapter two and I think it's just now starting to like, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to move in. Give me that big wow factor to keep me going. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not bad. I don't necessarily care for the material. Yeah. It's just not me. Um, but I want to, I want to find out more about the story of these two kids and what happened to them. And, you know, it, it was enough that it's like, I'm curious, what's the scoop here? There's some things that, you know, I'm learning in chapter two and supposedly there's some big family secret here. And so, there's three episodes, I think is that, is that that's three, like total uh, total. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So and now there's a, a the way through, there's a challenge now in the game pass to, to learn the family secret. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> to get reward points. So it's like, okay, I got to finish this. <laughs> you know, I got that one rewards thing where it's like you have to do three challenges in the same game. I wonder if this would be an easy one to do that in. What three achievements in the same game? Or yeah, I meant three achievements. Yeah, yeah, you'll take it'll take some time. Yeah, but it's not hard. Yeah. So yeah, maybe but I'll check it, it out it's, again. It's 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 different it's it's different i've not played a a game by this developer before um and again if i would known the topic it was and it's a french developer actually yeah the game is good alaska (laughs) they chose an alaska like subject location well the the like the scenery and stuff i mean it's a really nice looking game Mm -hmm. for the type of game it is i think it's a really beautiful looking game it's just some of the, there's a particular topic that is just not for me. Um, and that's the problem that I kind of yeah. have with it, but I'm going to keep playing it. I'm going to finish this one and uh, we'll see where it goes, but I'm yeah. chewing at a little at a time. And when, when I was playing it, like there's a, uh, there's a part where it kind of, went south for me and that was when the brother and sister like all of a sudden were like telepathic talking yeah telepathically or not is yeah. that telepathically yeah Where, where's the what's the one yeah that's not where you can move stuff that's telekinesis that's telekinesis yeah telepathic they're yeah and they're i'm like hear okay, each other and really <laughs> you know i would prefer something like did you ever see cheech and chong's corsican brothers no that's that's way old. That's a way old movie where they can like feel each other's pain. <laughs> so anyway, like one went to Mexico, the others in France it was during the revolution. It's I'm sure it's on streaming. I don't know if it's worth watching, but that's more interesting than this. <laughs> well, but anyway, I, I'm yeah. holding out hope that there's something to explain that there's mm-hmm. some stuff that just kind of like, wow, this is messed up, you know? i'm there's some things that like make me they keep popping up and it's like there's more to the story than 
so that's the thing is I think there's more to it than what we just are kind of believing, uh, you know, on the, on the face of it. And that's yeah. why I want to get through it. And hopefully it's not like those movies that you watch where you keep slogging through it, hoping that there's a payoff, hoping that there's something <laughs> that it gets good. And then, and then the credits roll and you're like, all right, I just wasted two hours. And the developer's like, well, we wanted the gamer to determine like, no, that's a cop out. Mm -hmm. I hate that in movies and books and TV. If you're going to write a story, write the story. Don't write it 95% and then just say, oh, it was a dream. Or I want the, I want the shot JR. Yeah. Or I want the viewer gamer to determine what they think. It's like, no, you are the author of the story. These are your characters. You tell us what happened. So, but anyways, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, continuing on i did play some gems of war uh also played uh, a good amount of torchlight 2 um we're, in fact uh comrade and i actually completed we, we didn't know it we completed this, the main quests today oh wow and it was like wait a minute we got a ton of achievements so we were started looking at at it and there's a lot of other stuff like going and doing like there's other missions that are uh, quests that you can get in the game and it's like killing these bosses or whatever and i guess we just hadn't run across them yet so we can still do them um so we're gonna hopefully finish that off here pretty soon um the only real hard one we're gonna have is uh beat the last i think it's beat the last character on a hard on a, in hardcore mode i don't know if we're gonna we're gonna be able to do it but i'm gonna give it a try if we do it together maybe we can figure out a way to do it because that's like hardcore is if you die you you're dead you just gotta right. start a new character well you've, you need to have an up leveled character you got to get one from the start and get it all the way through the game to beat that last guy and not die to get the achievement it's like oh it's gonna be brutal but um another thing that i did play this week was torchlight three now we have talked about this, Rob, and I, times, know, yeah. I know I said I'm probably going to wait because I've heard nothing but bad reviews on it. Just yeah, I think exactly what you said or what you meant was I'm going to wait and play it on the first day. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what you meant. The, the problem is, is, you know, and I imagine that you're the same way um, when it comes to Torchlight. This is one of those games for you and I that it's like, we're going to play it. We love it. We've loved Torchlight 1 and 2. Um, well done, yeah. I've played Torchlight 1 on the PC. Then I played it on the 360, so I played through it twice. Torchlight 2, I played on the PC, then on the 360, and didn't even know that there was a ver Xbox One version until very recently, and got it again, and I'm playing through it again, and completed it today um with you know the main story and we're still going to go back and keep playing it and then so torchlight 3 i'm like no i got brainer. you know it's a 40 dollars game i'm like you know if it really is as bad as people say it is and i don't like it and i remember remember i played it, this game when it was known as torchlight frontiers and it was very different than what this is what we have i don't know what they did with that frontiers Wait, um, you played it when it was frontiers yes at pax 
Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And I was like, it was boring. I, I did. It didn't make any sense. I was like, it was just weird. Um, it didn't make any sense. Now this game, it does. This is Torchlight, and I'm gonna say this right now before you know. Don't don't turn me off or turn this off or fast forward just because I'm talking Torchlight three. The reviews are lies. I I think this is a case of people being in a game preview or playing a beta that was maybe a bad release, but I don't, I don't think these were reviews could ever be from the final game. I see so far, I'm seeing nothing wrong with this game. Um, if I had one complaint, it would be that the map it's weird. There's some things that have changed and I can't quite figure out like, it doesn't seem to, spoon feed you where you need to go as as easy as well as the previous games did but i i think it's still there it's just a different way of trying to figure it out and their map system is very different it's really weird um and i'm just trying to learn and right now i'm bouncing back and forth between the two um between two and three so it's a little different but the game is gorgeous absolutely gorgeous like i can't wait to see the next diablo <laughs> i'll tell you what i can't wait to see what diablo is gonna do um because they're gonna have you know that game's not coming out for a while and this new hardware is going to be in in their hands for a while so but torchlight 3 is so beautiful it's a gorgeous game there's a lot more powers that you have um so in torchlight 2 well i and it could be wrong I, maybe the way i'm saying it the, the the game is designed a different i think the way they've designed this one it's easier to do your powers so uh, on torchlight 2 you can set up like a second set of powers and then you can switch from your first to your second by hitting the left d-pad i believe it is but in this game, you can actually hold in Torchlight 3, you can bind stuff to like the A, A, B, Y, X twice. So once just normal. And then if you push the left trigger in or hold the left trigger in, then your X, A, Y, B gives you four new powers. So it, it's easier to select into your second group of powers than that. I think than to tab over because all you're doing is holding the left trigger, hitting the power you want, letting go, and you're you keep going. You don't have to switch all your powers out and then remember to switch them back over again in in, in uh, Torchlight Two. So that's a really nice feature and an improvement. Um, and then it looks like the next one I get, I get one where oh, I'm not sure. I think there's I think that's it. Um, but uh, so that that's an improvement. The game plays the same. Like I, I don't. Thankfully, this is Torchlight Three. This is what we want, Rob. That this yeah. is uh, absolutely the game that we wanted, um, and it's gorgeous. That's all I can say. I, I this is a, at least where I'm at now, and what I've seen. I don't know why they didn't charge sixty bucks for it, unless Torchlight's never been a sixty dollar game, but. I, I could see this being $60. I think it would warrant it. Absolutely. It warrants 40. I haven't had any issues, mm -hmm. no problems. Now I will say this much. I've only played single player. 
um, because Comrade and I are finishing Torchlight 2. Um, I don't know if she's going to get Torchlight 3. I was telling her, i got to get it. It's great. But uh, and I've been telling you, Rob, you got to get it. It's great. Yeah. Um, I've been playing it. I'm going on. So I've only, I haven't played multiplayer yet, so I can't comment on lag or network stability or anything like that. Um, I know there was some weird, weird things in Torchlight 2 that still exist to this day. Sometimes all of a sudden your whole party's like disconnected. Um, but uh, so I, I haven't tried the multiplayer yet, but from a single player. And again, all that does is uh, it allows people to get in together to the same game and play together. So, yeah, I was just looking at some of the reviews <clears throat> on uh, Steam for it, which was very unkind before. Yeah. And they seem to be mixed right now. Definitely not as many negative reviews um so the recent reviews that they've had like i said are mixed the people that are trashing the game are basically saying that um, there's lag in the game they're complaining about ultra wide support so i mean that's like a monitor thing yeah which is a weird one and uh a lot of people are mentioning it feels clunky i don't know exactly what um makes it clunky i haven't read the reviews i'm kind of just skimming them right to see why they were negative but uh but there's a fair amount of uh recommends in there too i recommend it myself yeah i absolutely do so So you give it a thumbs up i do give it a thumbs up i i really do enjoy it i'm not going to give it a score i I don't like scores i don't think Mm -hmm. to me it's either you either enjoy it or you don't. Um, and I really enjoy it so far. I'm really having a good time. Um, I'm excited to play it. Like I said, I've been sitting down and it's like, ah, I'd rather play this. Put it this way. I'd rather play this tonight than playing Fortnite tonight. Oh, wow. <laughs> so. It um, dethroned Fortnite, but for how long? Well, that's the question. You'll be back to Fortnite. I know you will. <laughs> Probably. So. If I'll have to figure out how to rate this um, uh, and give it a review, maybe you got to do it from the console. I don't see a way to do it from their store page. But uh, I, like I said, so don't lo- overlook it. If you if you've liked the first two games, you're gonna like this game. Period. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. So the pets are back. Um, I, I love that when you first start out, you get to choose between an owl. I think it's an owl a llama or a golden retriever so and i have a golden retriever in real life so i i picked that and named him after my dog <laughs> so it's oh, kind of yeah. cool that mm-hmm. my dog and i are running through the game together and he fetches things for me and he he and i'll tell you what your pet does will fight you know when it's funny because i'll go back to like i went back to torchlight 2 today to play with comrade and it was like my dog's not going after them much you know it's more of a here run to the store you know it doesn't it's not in torchlight three man my pet goes after them <laughs> nice so but i think in two i've got it set for i know you could set it to be aggressive defensive or kind of a mix and i think i've got it set to a mix and maybe i just haven't found that maybe the default setting is aggressive in torchlight three because my dog goes after it <laughs> it's mm-hmm. great and my dog can throw fireballs and 
but you oh, get there's like a lot nice. of different pets that you get throughout the game so a lot of times when you get to a boss a lot of the bosses also have a pet that's caged up next or near the big boss loot crate which is huge it's like bigger than your character it's kind of funny um but uh you can go and open the the pet cage and and add another pet to your livery or your stable of pets so right now i've got probably like six different pets i can choose from so and of course they they get equipment and powers and stuff like that too so and they look great the game just is stunning really stunning looking yeah they've always looked really good i I really like what they did with the lighting just it looks so good though this new one is it just the other's pale in comparison i mean mm -hmm. there's a huge generational time difference too what the uh, torchlight 2 is what 10 years old at least i mean it it was originally on the 360 yep yep that's a long time yeah so there's been a huge change and it does it shows so i think the developer did an outstanding job and uh, i really enjoy it so far if anyone's playing it hit me up i will happy to come in and co-op with you and i'll jump into your game if you want i don't care i just love playing <laughs> so, nice. so are you gonna get it rob yeah yeah i was actually uh well are, are you done with uh all your stuff i think except the last one um yeah that's it that's it for yeah. me i i did buy two more uh, wait did i get two more i thought i bought two more things i bought jack box party seven came out i haven't played it yet um but my my kids and i love the jackbox party series we have all the games so they were pretty excited when i showed them that seven came out um so that's available in the store so i picked that up and i thought i had grabbed something else but maybe i didn't i know i was looking at possibly the gi joe game but i think after just watching a few minutes on twitch i was like yeah i think i'll pass (laughs) i think i'll pass so that's it yeah so yeah I, I was looking at it the other day and uh i was like man i need to prepare my system so I, i've been gaming on my one s uh for quite some time because I, I i play uh the majority of my gaming at my computer desk <clears throat> where i've got my one s and then the one x is in the living room on the big tv so one thing my son suggested it's like, Dad, why don't you play on the One X? You know, because he plays on his Xbox at his computer, and I play on mine at mine. So the living room basically gets unused. He's like, why don't you just bring that one over here and play? And I'm, I was thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, he's right. I've got the One X, and it's basically unused, and I play on the lesser system. So I went and I did all the hard drive stuff on my One S that I did a couple weeks back. And uh, so I was like my project the other day, I undid all the hard drive stuff. And then I brought my one X over to my computer table. And then I wound up doing a whole bunch of cleanup. I spent like half an hour uninstalling things. That was like so freaking tedious. It was ridiculous because I had like, so I've got an eight terabyte drive, I think, or six, six or eight. Anyway, it's a lot of TBs on uh, on the Seagate drive that I got as a, as the external, 
and stuff would just constantly just get installed to it. You know, every time I would get something with games with gold, it automatically gets installed. So I was just going through there and uninstalling like all of that rare replay junk. And I guess I shouldn't have called it junk. All those like little <laughs> games from rare replay. It's like the one title that installs like 50 things on there. And I really wish there was a way to like mass uninstall. That would really be nice where you could just like check off like 10 things and then they just all uninstall instead of having to go into like every little thing, you know, manage game, uninstall, you know, uninstall all. But uh, I went through and I cleaned off quite a few things. There's still like 200 things installed, I think, on there. And it's all like the games with gold stuff, really. Because what we've been getting games with gold now for like five years, maybe. Is that about right? You think? I think, I think longer than that. Yeah. So that winds up being we, like. Well, it's a lot longer than that because we were getting them on the 360 before the Xbox One came out. Okay. And the yeah, one so has it's been out for what? Seven years. Seven years now. So. Yeah. So it's like, let's say seven years of getting what? 48 games a, a year. And I claim all of them. It's, yeah if it's free i'll take it i'll probably never play I, it i don't claim them anymore at all yeah i just don't <laughs> yeah i mean ultimately why bother but still um so i was going through and i was cleaning up stuff and then by the time i got finished with that i'm like i don't want to play anything <laughs> just want to <laughs> go lay down but uh yeah so now i've got my one x all set up uh uh locally and oh uh i don't I think I might have told you the other day when we chatted or yesterday, the uh, the new patch for Deep Rock Galactic came out. So that came out yesterday, actually. So no, I don't think we talked about it. So update 32 came out, which supposedly fixes all of the texture tearing wall things that prevents you from seeing anything in the game and then they also added a couple of uh some new dlc and they added at least one new mission it's a mission where you protect the drill as it drills down into the heart of the planet i'll be right back okay so anyway um Outside of all of the Xbox games, the hardware games that I've been doing, I did play a little bit of Fortnite. Uh, not a whole lot. Just uh, playing regular Battle Royale. Then also, let's see, what was the list here? There's a couple of things. Uh, the Wolfenstein uh, Colossus, Wolf Wolfenstein 2 uh, game. So I finished the main story on that, I think, last week. And uh, I just went through and I've been doing some of these side missions just uh, because I don't want the fun to end. And uh, I think I was kind of trying to think, I'm like, am I going to be replaying this when the new stuff comes out? When those new Series X next gen bundles come out? I'm like, hmm, I wonder. I might replay the first one. It's, I think it might be too soon to replay the second one. And then uh, I did the usual uh, mobile games, of course, Clash Royale, uh, Soul of Eden. And then uh, I started a new one that I kind of been tinkering with. I just played a couple of games of it today for the first time. And that was 
dice hunter. So it's kind of an interesting little, not too mindless game, but it's a little bit better than most just where you're rolling these dice and then you're kind of like fighting these monsters that are dropping down. So it's kind of like a Yahtzee style variant of a dice roller slash dungeon battler kind of thing. But uh, at least initially it's interesting enough to keep me coming back. I don't know if it'll have the staying power of Clash Royale, which is my jam now for like four and a half years or even the um, soul of Eden, which, uh, which is pretty decent, but uh, I think that's the main games that I've been playing so far. So, all right, get uh, on with the stories for this show. Uh, the first thing is that the, by the way, awesome. Awesome. Sorry. <laughs> so I, I was just jumping into the topics and I was going to start talking about the launch trailer. So uh, Xbox slash Microsoft released the, they call it like the official Xbox launch trailer. Uh, so this is for the Series X and S. And it's got uh, the one of the stars of Black Panther with Daniel Kuluya. Is that how you say it? Or Kaluya. Not like the beverage. Kalua? Yeah, this Kaluya. Anyway, uh, so this is like the official launch trailer. It's really like the first TV advertisement that we've had for the show. I mean, for the new consoles. And it starts off with uh, Daniel kind of running into his apartment and he's got the big sofa. And, you know, he throws on his, you know, headset, he's got his controller. And immediately what I thought of is I'm like, man, this is like the setup for most of the Xbox uh, commercials and ads and stuff. You know how, like over the past couple of years, it's always like a bunch of people in this like Ikea furnished room, you know, it's very like minimalistic, very like modern looking furniture. And it's like you're facing people as they're like playing games on a TV, like behind you that you can't see. But anyway, so he jumps in there and then he basically gets pulled into uh, a bunch of different games. The, uh, the visuals, which I thought were really well done. I mean, they did a pretty awesome transition from like real life video to CGI. And uh, I guess the main premise of the whole ad was Halo Infinite, but they did have a couple of different, uh, you know, nods to some other games like Minecraft, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And there was some commentary from uh, the marketing manager, Josh Muncy, where he actually talked about the ad and he said, Daniel travels through his dream, passing through spectacular and immersive visuals of dream-inspired gaming worlds before discovering another gamer and her representation of her own gaming dream. Together, they realize that while each of our gaming dreams and journeys are unique, there are many gamers and many individual dreams that all come together with the power of Xbox. And it's like, you know, I didn't get all that when 
you know, when I was watching the ad, but I'm like, okay, you know, I, I get it. It's, it's kind of neat. Like, well, so you saw it. Uh, so you saw this ad, Mark, what, what did you think of it? Um, it was okay. Yeah. It was, I, it's just an ad. I mean, yeah, it's, I just thought it was visually, it was pretty cool. It, it was nice. Visually, Some nuts, yeah, it was yeah. neat. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just, um, I don't know. It was an ad. <laughs> so yeah, the, you, you were like, oh, it was really cool. I was going to talk about it. Sure. And I was like, okay. So being that you were talking about an ad, I guess I expected more. Okay. But you know what I so, mean? So, so I think in typical fashion, you usually go opposite of what I say. So if I say something's cool, you usually don't like it. So I should use reverse psychology and say, much. this ad was garbage. <laughs> You're like, yep. oh, it's the best. <laughs> the greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> It's opposite of Wolfenstein. No, so the the only thing about this ad that I kind of think is like if your average user or not average user, if your average person watches this ad, they're not going to know what the heck any of this stuff is. I mean, I think it's really geared towards the hardcore gamer that's already in the Xbox ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. But still, it was uh it was kind of neat. All right. Next up, we had, uh, I believe this happened today. So Microsoft is having the Fan Fest, which is typically done, what, at the presentations that they usually have, like E3. Mm-hmm. And then they have, like, this little party for oh, the fans. Fan Fest is separate. It's a big, it's like a big Microsoft party, but all Xbox. Okay, so that's like what what you and uh, commander Sisson no went to no we no? went to an xbox one preview event oh that was a preview event it was okay. like a road show thing that they were traveling around to different cities mm-hmm. yeah so this is going to be like a virtual digital experience and registration is now open so you can get to it by going to xbox.com forward slash community forward slash fan fest and they're going to be offering events like the first thing that they had, because I signed up for this today, which um, I think is what, two days late? Because I think this opened up two days ago. And I totally forgot about it. But the first thing is there's like a trivia contest kind of thing that they're going to have. And if I remember right, it was open to like the first 25 people that 25,000 people that signed up for it. Uh-huh. And uh, it was already filled up, of course, by the time I signed up. But they're going to have more experiences and sweepstakes and stuff like that. And apparently, you get 100 Microsoft Rewards points just for signing up. So that's worth it. Heck yeah. <laughs> right there. And uh, on a side note, I know, Mark, you, you and I were talking about this the other day. If uh, If you're doing like the whole Microsoft Rewards points thing, it looks like I don't know if it has anything to do with the launches coming up of the new consoles, but it seems like they're really stepping up the points, at least on the Xbox side for Microsoft rewards. There's a lot more like 500, 250, um, 250 point, even like a couple thousand ones um, that are a lot more attainable and you don't necessarily need to buy something like you don't have to buy a game to get them. So maybe they're 
you know, giving us a freebie here to let us use points to get cards and spend more money. Yeah. At launch. So I, I definitely like that. But anyway, um, oh, so the digital trivia event starts at 6 p.m. Pacific time on October 23rd. And they say, study up on your Xbox Game Pass knowledge for a chance to win prizes. And and when you, have you signed up for this yet, Mark? I'm doing it right now. <laughs> oh, okay. I want, yeah. you said reward points. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, you want the 100 and it's like when you sign up, it's like you have the option of of giving them your address. And they're like, would you like to be considered for physical prizes? And I'm like, ooh. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a controller. I'll take a headset. I'd rather not have a rechargeable battery kit because my <laughs> IKEA Lada batteries are freaking awesome. <laughs> By the way, talking about those batteries, I am still on my second charge since july so these things like run like crazy highly recommend it and uh, in case you didn't hear the episode ikea makes these uh batteries they're um they call them lada l-a-d-d-a each battery is so they're double a's each one is 2450 milliamp hours and um a four pack is seven dollars so these are incredibly cheap better than any rechargeable kit that you can get for the uh, xboxes and a lot cheaper but anyway um so they say uh with this here xbox fan fest was created with a passion to give back to our fans it has been an amazing six years of in-person fan fest events we dearly miss connecting with the Xbox community and sharing these experiences with you while our in-person events are on hold. We decided what better time than to expand FanFest in a way that allows more fans the opportunity to come together throughout the year. So uh, definitely check this out and join, which I don't know if Mark, you think if we recommend this, is that going to hurt our odds no. of winning stuff? No, our community is awesome. We want them to partake. And uh, so they say once you're registered, you'll have priority access to exclusive FanFest events, promotions, and experiences such as meet and greets, as well as Xbox FanFest Plus Ups, which offer exclusive add-ons to regular Xbox events for Xbox FanFest members. Most activities included with xbox fan fest will be free but some will have a ticket sale associated so we'll see exactly what they have in store with this you know we know that the first one is a trivia contest and i'm sure it's um, yeah it's filled up yeah yeah i wonder what the prizes were with that it was something like it's like a battle royale. It's a trivia battle royale. <laughs> and uh yeah, it's like, oh, you get a pin. Isn't that one thing that they were like really big on with FanFest? It's like those pins, people used to like to collect them. Yeah. Yeah. They still do that stuff at, at events. Mm-hmm. So very cool. Yeah, register and, and check it out. We'll see if there's any good stuff that uh folks will our community members will win 
Oh, Mark, you know, on a side note, I was thinking this might be a cool thing to do on our Facebook group. Let's see what you think of it. So, you know, we saw in this past, I think this past week where, you know, there was an unboxing that somebody shared. It was like an impromptu um, unboxing. Looks like it might've been done at a warehouse or something like that where they just opened up the package for a series X. And then we also saw some pictures which had series X consoles on pallets, right? You remember seeing those? Yeah. I don't know if you saw any of those. Yeah. So that means that, you know, Hey, these consoles are already arriving at warehouses, which is not a surprise, right? Cause yeah, I was talking with my son. It's like, you know, let's say if they sold like half a million consoles, I mean, I have no idea how many this sold, but let's just say it's like half a million on release. How long does it take to box, box those up just for shipping? You know, <laughs> it must be like, you know, you have people working, you know, 24 hours a day, right? Just boxing them up and then just making stacks of them so that when they're ready to ship, you just throw a label on them and they're off. Even how many like UPS or FedEx trucks will you need to even cart that off? I can't even imagine what it's going to be like on, I imagine maybe like November 8th, 7th, 6th. I don't know when they do all that. But anyway, I thought it'd be cool to have a pinned post uh, on the Facebook group where people can post on there and say like when they got their shipping notification and where they ordered from. And then also people can then go in and edit it and say, Hey, I got it. What do you think of that? So we can have an idea of when people are receiving their consoles. If you want to do the work. (laughs) Okay. So you sound good. Sure. I don't care. Like I'm going to get mine. It's like, You know, I don't know. Yeah, so I, I think Almost we'll do it like anyway. Bragging. No, no. No, because, uh, you know, like if you ordered it from Amazon, then you start seeing that people got their shipping notifications and you know that Amazon's, you know, starting to fire those things off. And, you know, hopefully you'll get yours and not disappointment because <laughs> you're one of the people that had yours delayed. But yeah, okay, I'll I'll post that uh, and pin it, and then we'll uh, we'll see what happens there closer to November tenth. So that's still a ways off. How much is that? Is that three weeks away? One, two, three and a half weeks. Yeah. As of this recording. Yeah, three and a half. Man, pretty soon it's going to be like, can you believe it? Next week. Wow, time flies when you're having fun. Anyway, uh, next up, there was a hiring by uh, one of the Xbox uh, game studios where, so Microsoft's uh, Santa Monica studio, so that is like the newly created studio, right? There's a one that they created like within the last year. Hmm. Yes? Yes. That's the... Is that the initiative? Is it? I think that's the initiative. 
think that's what the name of it is. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's the one here. Uh, looks like they hired some new folks. So the they hired the developer. Oh, so one of the developers of The Last of Us um, from Naughty Dog to work on the company's first game. And then also there's a technical director that also got hired. And so that is the initiative. So it looks like they've been poaching some folks from Naughty Dog to, uh, to join the team. So, you know, if I think if they're getting some, you know, talent that's been working on some, uh, you know, fairly popular games, you know, hopefully they're not messing around with the studio, right? Hopefully they're going to make something uh, pretty cool. We still don't know what they're really working on. I don't think they've really released anything yet. And uh, one of them, uh, Lauren Garcia, uh, posted on Twitter, so happy to announce that this week I joined at The Initiative. This is an incredible team working on something truly special. It was so hard uh, to leave behind my friends at Naughty Dog, but I need to say thank you to uh, at Xbox and at Xbox P3 to allow me to be part of Xbox, of the Xbox family. So let's see. And then uh, looks like Lauren is the third Naughty Dog developer mm. that they've snatched up. And they've also hired folks from Rockstar Games and uh, some other studios. I mean, I guess this is no surprise, right? I mean, people move around in technical companies all the time, you know, to the competition, to similar developers, similar companies. But uh, it's cool that they're snagging some talented folks. All right, next up, the uh, last week we talked about how there was a special deal between Microsoft and GameStop. Remember that? How GameStop was going to use Microsoft services as part of their business. And then, you know, there's some stuff that was going to go on uh, in the opposite direction. And in the press release, I guess buried in there and commenters like you and I, or at least I, uh, you know, definitely didn't catch any of this. But the interesting thing of it is, where the heck is this? I lost my notes for this one. Not that, not that, not that. Oh, here it is. So, the again, as part of the agreement, GameStop is going to be using the you know business services of Microsoft uh, as part of doing business. So, you know, I'm sure it's you know, Azure related, Microsoft Teams, who knows what else, Outlook, um, I mean, Office 365, all that fun stuff. And on the flip side, and this was really surprising to me, the flip side was, and this is how they referenced it, there was going to be a multi-year strategic partnership with Microsoft. And uh, GameStop and Microsoft will both benefit from the customer acquisition and lifetime revenue value of each gamer brought into the Xbox ecosystem. 
Did you catch all that, Mark? Uh, sure. No. Let me read it again. <laughs> Pay attention this time. GameStop and Microsoft will both benefit from the customer acquisition and lifetime revenue value of each gamer brought into the Xbox ecosystem. So what does so that, that mean? That to me, that says they're paying GameStop to push the Xbox over the PlayStation. Yes. <laughs> so um, Spiff, right? Did you say Spiff? Yeah, Some or cheddar? something. Yeah, Some yeah. <laughs> so there was, uh, so it says investors homed in on that sentence. And it says, I received an email from a GameStop investor relations representative. And in the email, he said, we are allowed to state we will receive a portion of the downstream revenue from any device we will bring into the Xbox ecosystem. Huh. So that's really interesting. And, and you said it really good, right? That they're going to be getting a cut of the business. I mean, who knows what it is? Maybe they're going to push game pass. Maybe they're going to push Xbox live. They're going to push games or maybe it's hardware related because they can track serial numbers, right? Yeah. You know, serial numbers are tied to, you know, wherever they get shipped to. So they know, you know, this serial number went to target. This one went to GameStop. And, um, yeah, this, so this article further goes on to say, um, the way it's going to work is for every Microsoft Xbox console that GameStop sells going forward, GameStop will get some percentage of the revenue. Oh, from every digital full game download DLC microtransaction and any subscriptions as well. That's 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 huge. Yeah. That's a constant stream of money. It it's just like, reminds me of like how Hollywood or is, you know, like all the actors from the TV show, the say Seinfeld, right? That shows that show's been off the air for what? 20 years. Mm -hmm. And all the actors are still getting paid because every time it runs, every episode that runs, they get royalties from it. So uh, that kind of sounds like what I'm hearing here. And that means GameStop's going to be pushing their people. And basically the store is going to become a big Xbox store. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's a last ditch effort for GameStop. I mean, because anybody like, you know, I mean, they're still going to sell PlayStations, but now it's going to be instead of them, you know, ripping on Xbox, they're going to be pushing Xbox. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. hey, all, all is fair, right? Oh, yeah. So, you know, if there's a tie-in from the corporate level. So you know that corporate's going to be pushing Xbox over other consoles, which means they might spiff the people at the store. I mean, I don't really know if they work on commission. I'm assuming that they do to some degree or they get some kind of bonuses or whatever. So the people there are going to be incentivized. They will now probably. Oh yeah. And yeah. So there's an interesting article quote here. He goes, um, if you're a gamer, 
you're not going to be asking them what console should I buy. You're going to be asking where's the PS5, where's the Xbox. Right. But maybe a grandmother coming in, they could influence that. Yep. Yep. Or parents that just I don't know, my kid wants a new gaming console. Yeah, yeah, which one should I get, you know? Yep. You know, my kid wants something. Hey, you know, and the thing is is I don't really see this as any difference as essentially Sony owning like IGN, you know, giving them big fat pieces of cash to spread the, their advertising everywhere, including the Xbox page. You know, you go to the Xbox page and you get Sony ads and you get a Sony background. It's that's cause they paid for that, you know? So it's mm-hmm. really, it's no different. So yeah. So smart, smart move, I think. <laughs> oh yeah. So they say like in conclusion, Microsoft has simply traded a minuscule chunk of some Xbox digital revenue in exchange for a GameStop commitment to use cloud products and tablets in its stores. It's going to make Microsoft as a company look much better to shareholders with cloud revenue from GameStop. And on the flip side, you know, I would think that at this point, GameStop can needs whatever they can get <laughs> right <laughs> yeah you know especially like man you, you look at what's coming right next gen two of the consoles right there's four consoles right i'm so we're not i'm not yeah. counting i'm not counting nintendo or anything so two ps5s two xboxes two of them don't have disk drives right mm, correct Series X doesn't, and then the digital PS5. Correct. No drives in there. And, you know, what's going to happen with, you know, used games? I bet that's all going to go away to a big degree. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting. Now that uh, GameStop is probably going to be shilling Xboxes. <laughs> so, anyway. So, Moving on, there's a couple games coming over to Game Pass. Right? There's been games going in and out. And so in the coming soon territory, we have, oh, man, this picture's so small. <laughs> okay, got to blow it up here. All right. We have Katana Zero, uh, Suprema Land, Scourge Bringer. Okay, never heard of that one. Uh, Cricket 19. Uh, let's see. Well, Tales of Vesperia, Definitive Edition. And those are the console ones, and there's actually three coming over to PC. Heave Ho, Age of Empires 3, Definitive Edition. And Swords of Ditto, Mormo's Curse. I think it's Ditto. I can't really read what the heck that is. <laughs> But uh, those are coming to Game Pass. Oh, and also Katana Zero is on Android. That's interesting. It's labeled as being Android plus console plus PC. That's unusual that they have Android on there. And that actually came from uh, the official Xbox Game Pass Twitter account. And they labeled it as Android, console, and PC. Does that say anything about Android and Game Pass? Why would they have a Game Pass android game listed i don't know that's curious well 
Maybe that means it's playable on, and well, yeah, but why is it on Impasse? Hold on, I gotta take a look at this. Let me pull this up. I'm gonna see what you're talking about. Stop playing Spider Solitaire. I'm not. Are you playing Torchlight? Aren't you? No, I'm (laughs) nothing. (laughs) Yeah. So is it the Twitter picture that you're looking at? Yeah. See if I can get this. Oh, just click on it. It's full screen. Mm-hmm. Android plus console plus PC. So Katana Zero is Android console and PC. I think it just means you can play it on Android if you yeah. have Game Pass. So it's coming. Yeah, I because it does Cause, say coming soon, Android console PC. So I guess that means that that's the only one that's playable on Android, but the rest are not remember this is game pass not or does that mean it's cloud. get you can game stream it or something well yeah this this one on android would probably mean that that's um x cloud yeah mm-hmm. so that's what it means and they're just saying android because that's the only x cloud thing right now they should just say x cloud consoles and pc yeah. is what it should say i think to clear up the confusion yeah well but, who knows? Interesting. Yeah, it's just uh, a curious thing there. All right. Uh, and we know that Microsoft has been pretty big in the last year or two about, you know, with, um, you know, making games accessible or gaming accessible to all sorts of people. They had that that huge controller. What was that thing called? I'm having like a brain fart here. Do you remember? The Duke? No, no, not that one. It's that really big controller for people with like disabilities and oh the adapt the adaptive controller yes yes the adaptive controller so <clears throat> you know they've gone and you know made that thing and made it available to folks and uh, it looks like with the Series X there's actually tactile indicators over the ports that help uh, folks, you know, that are visually impaired uh, go through and, you know, able to, you know, determine what's what. So that's interesting. So there's going to be a distinctive bump over each port. So HDMI, USB, all those. And then it'll help folks that are visually impaired uh, identify what the ports are based on touch. So maybe that's good too for people that aren't necessarily visually impaired, but are like, you know, reaching around the console. Did you ever do that? It's like, you don't move the console and you're trying to, <laughs> yeah. like, usually it's like, for me, it's like the USB port or the network port, <laughs> like it's trying to like, okay, why isn't this going? Is, is it upside down? Is this the right one? Then you realize you're trying to plug a USB into the HDMI TV in <laughs> port instead or vice versa. Who knows? So, uh, so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, it's another step that Microsoft is doing to, uh, make gaming and their system accessible to everybody on the Forza horizon front, uh, Forza horizon four in particular, you know, we know that, uh, there's going to be some added love for Forza horizon four on the new consoles. And they also included, uh, a brand new game pass ultimate perk 
Have you gone and looked at any of the perks at all, Mark? Not lately. Yeah. There's, typically, there, there's nothing that, all that I've seen to this point, and I haven't looked recently, Yeah, but so far there's been nothing that really is of any interest to me. I grabbed the one that gives you, I don't even remember what it was. It was something in Sea of Thieves, and it gave you like a different type of ship in sales or something from a different mm-hmm. game. I I don't even remember what it was. I grabbed that, but like never used it. Don't play the game. Yeah. <laughs> I like we're in a couple of them, like world of warships and yeah, the world of tanks. A lot of stuff like that. And it's cool. If, if it's a game you're playing, <clears throat> I guess. Right. But uh, yeah, the perks for Forza horizon four are to get uh, a free road trip bundle. And if you redeem it, you get a 2005 Honda NSX R, a 2011 Koenigsegg Agera, a 2010 Pagani Zanda R, and a 1938 Maserati 8 CTF. Sweet, I'll take those. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I really love the Koenigseggs and the Pagani cars, man. They are pretty sweet. Now that's what I call a perk. <laughs> Getting yeah. three cars. That's awesome. That's well, one, two, no, it's four cars. Four cars. Sweet. Yeah. So I got to give them my address. Is that part of the physical gifts? No, you just have to send like 20 bucks to me. <laughs> I don't so, want virtual cars in a game. I've already got 400 cars already. Yeah. It says uh, the perk is valid on Xbox One and PC versions of the game. Uh, as well as uh, Series S and X, and is available to claim until January 14th, 2021. So just go into the perk section and snag it. Um, next up, remember the game Onrush? Yes. That racing game that we were hoping was going to be like Blur? And it wasn't least, even close. <laughs> it yeah. was not even close. Yeah. And it was actually one of the games that was on Game Pass too, wasn't it? Didn't they like go straight into Game Pass? If I remember right. Could be. Well. I, I'm any, sure it did because I didn't, I wouldn't have paid for that. Yeah. But uh, sad news about Onrush. I guess it's delisted from the Xbox One store. And uh, oh, there's been an update to this. Uh, it looks like it is a temporary delisting, so it's not a permanent one. Mm. So apparently, Onrush uh, is in the need of a security server update. So it, um, so gaming will be unavailable until December. Wow! So you take it down for two months. Wonder why? Yeah. So Codemasters, which. Uh, is uh the folks that created this they say they apologize for the inconvenience and they will compensate all players with free in-game virtual currency this only affects the xbox family of devices um and it's been temporarily removed from the xbox store it's still uh available for the playstation and uh looks like the deluxe edition is on sale in Australia, Europe, and North America for about 10 bucks through the 28th. But I guess you can't buy it in the U.S. 
<laughs> Europe or Australia on Xbox because it is no longer in the system until December. Um, and then have you uh, tried any of the Taco Bell contests to win your snazzy new Xbox? I haven't won anything. Have you been putting your codes in? Yeah. 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 I didn't win it either. No, I didn't expect to. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't, although as far as I know, we've only had one listener, at least only one listener that has mentioned that they won. So people do win. I just, not us. So I think in order to get our Xboxes, we'll have to do it the old fashioned way and buy them. But, uh, you know, PlayStation had to jump in on the action or Sony did rather not PlayStation. They had to jump in on the action and, you know, take part in the contest craziness. And they have, uh, uh, partnered with Burger King to give away PS fives. So would you rather go to Taco Bell or Burger King? I'm just curious. Taco Bell, I think. Yeah. I think so too. Although I do like to get the uh, $5 Whopper meal. Yeah. That's my thing. If you, you can get that through the app like every day. I don't even remember last time I played paid uh, full price for a Whopper meal, which is like $8 normally. But you can get it five, for five bucks if you have a coupon or their app. But anyway, uh, Burger King has a um, like a little ad that they created with uh, the cringy Burger King that they've had over the, I don't know, past like 15, 20 years with a plastic head. And uh, it shows the Burger King with like a Burger King bag. And it gives a little sneak peek as to what the PS5 will sound like when it boots up. So I don't know if there's any details in exactly what you need to do to win, I would imagine it would be something like on the drink cups or, or something, but, uh, yeah, Burger King's getting on, getting in on the action. Although it's kind of late though, isn't it? I mean, the consoles I, are coming out. I, in three I would weeks. think so. I would think so. But I guess you can always do it after launch too. I mean, they don't have to stop the contest at launch. So either way we can, uh, we can eat unhealthy food. And oh, it's a scratch. Scratch to win. Oh. The promotion begins today. I, I pulled up the Burger King uh, sweepstakes rules page. So, how can you participate? So, it started today, October 15th at 9 a.m. You download the Burger King app on your phone or visit burgerking.com, bk.com, and you can participate. In three ways, make a minimum of a $5 pre-tax purchase and you'll earn a game token um, or there's a mail-in method. So buy five bucks worth of stuff or send a, what, self-addressed. Remember what they used to do in contests years ago? Self-addressed stamped envelopes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you got to do something like that. Actually, so handprint your full name, full mailing address. Email address, phone number, birth month, and year on a three by five inch sheet of paper. Oh, that's a pain in the butt. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, they're Burger King and 
Sony are getting in on, on the contest action as well. And then uh, you want to handle this last one? I suppose. Since yeah. I did and put it and in while there, you do that, I, you don't I need even to step care. away. I need to step away. I'll be right back. Slacker. Okay. So unlike Rob, who's had the new dashboard forever, uh, the, the rest of us peons finally got the new dash today. Was, was it may might have been yesterday uh october 14th so it was yesterday from this recording um the october 2020 xbox one update came out it's got a new look and feel um they've customized um you can customize your profile with new themes they uh have brought out experiences tailored for new customers to make it even easier to get started and they now support four new languages hungarian greek slovak and czech um, so I'm just going to go through a couple of these. I, if you haven't got the update, um, I do recommend getting the update. It's really nice. I really like the new UI. Uh, this is what's going to, you're going to see on your series S and series X. Um, again, we won't, there won't be a new UI for them. It's going to be this one. Uh, but, uh, so that's going to be the same across the Xbox family of consoles there. Um, so the Xbox update rolled out this week brings a set of exciting changes to the xbox one console as well as the series x and s at launch on november 10th uh you will notice a brand new look and feel making their consoles feel fresh and more approachable everyone can now customize their profiles with a variety of themes from xbox and xbox game studios first time gamers will have an easier time getting started thanks to some thoughtful improvements around the xbox home and the guide and we've added support for four new languages as i mentioned um so the first section, the look and the feel, um, they debuted this new UI or UX look and feel back in August, and it's been a big hit with the Xbox insiders. Um, all products across the devices, console, mobile, and PC will share the same visual style and design, making them feel more familiar and easier to use, which is a good thing. Um, from the home guide to games and apps and even settings, all have been improved. The new design includes changes to the tile shape, fonts and focus indicator across the experience and this was i think i mentioned this last week the focus indicator is what i liked because it it really is you're moving around from square to square um it's a nice like it the squares now it's more obvious which hey, tile that? that you have selected so what, what's a focus indicator is that like that that that's thing that the, jumps around the different tiles yes yeah, it highlights the tile that you're on okay all right so that's, I really like that. I think it's, it does stand out. The, the, the look of it really does look good. Um, I really like the overall layout. Um, uh, yeah, some people might complain, oh, I can't find anything. Uh, it's not that hard to find. They did a really good job. You hit that Xbox button, you know, it pops up and you can look like the stores at the bottom of that page. You can go into game pass. You can, there's a couple options down there. You, everything's organized across the top as well um it makes sense i think they've just you know like achievements used to be their own thing now it's kind of in the gaming section um and it just seems to fit better so i really do like this new look of the dash um we should have had it seven years ago yeah i know yeah. um the profiles they were talking about this to me, it's not a big deal, but if someone's looking at your, your profile, you, you could, it's a, they call it customer profiles, not custom. 
So you, as of, as of right now, we can't edit these. Um, I don't know if they're going to allow that because it's been proven in the past. People get a little stupid with those things. Um, but uh, they've got like Xbox One X and Series S. I'm sorry, Series X, Series S backgrounds and stuff that you can put up. And there's some Halo stuff and Forza. So you can put a little different theme to your profile page if you want. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have more coming in the future. Um, the When it launches and asks who's playing, if you have it, it, it you got a new kind of a, a screen. It looks, looks a little more nicer, a little more inviting than what was there before. So that's nice. Um, again, if you are the only cup profile or you auto log into it, that will still work just fine. The home experience is... I like it better. Um, I think there's only like one ad, maybe, maybe two on that page. Um, so you got your your main square that you know was the last thing you had, and then you've got a couple, what two, four, about six to your right, um, and those will all change out as to what the last thing you were in. And then you got your my games and apps is right there below it, and then you got three larger squares beneath those, um, and like looks like one is an ad i think they might be there's another i think two of them are but then the the one i see there in this image which shows the store often i see like your next achievement or something you're close to getting that you know you can click that and and launch it um another thing that i noticed today um that is not and i think it must be new um in fact i should i should turn my console on to and, and explain it but when you go into, say, you're an achievement. So this is great for people that are achievement hunting, right? If you use true achievements, um, anybody that uses that site knows what it is, knows what it's all about. There was a true achievement app put out on the Xbox quite a while ago. Well, now it looks like it's integrated. Um, so you can actually go to the achievement and there's an option to like, see it at true in true achievements and then it launches a true achievement app takes you right to that achievement so you can read the guides watch the videos or anything if you're trying to get that one and, and you can see the guides and stuff um, which is really cool um, that's real sweet and i also noticed that one of my complaints on that app before was that you couldn't filter out what you've already gotten well it looks like they've changed that because i was able today to filter out and see just those ones in the game that I have not won yet. And that's all that showed up. And I was like, oh, finally, this is in here. That's the way it should have been. Um, so it's really cool to see that like integrated into this new new uh, OS, that a third-party site. So, you know, because um, it's not owned by Xbox. Uh, because they also have, we have true achievements and I think true trophies. Um, so they have a Sony site as well. Um, that uh you know it's they're basically identical it's how how do you earn trophies and they tell you how to earn trophies and achievements in games so that's essentially integrated i I wish that they would have talked about that in here because a lot of people would like to know that so um that seems to be added in and it's not something that they've highlighted but um and they do say more more things are coming uh they're going to continue to roll out some more stuff uh especially um so it says we're looking f- we're looking forward to your feedback as we continue to roll out the new unified experience and 
on these consoles. All the updates to the Xbox ecosystems are built to keep you, the gamer, at the center of the entire Xbox experience. So stay tuned for more. So, but I really like it. It's nice. I think, Rob, you've said before, like, the nice thing about these updates is your console can get a little old, and then all of a sudden, it feels new again. It does, yeah. And it, and it, that's, it does. That's, that's what we're used to with the phones, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's... Exactly. Because I was actually just thinking, I'm, I'm due for an upgrade, actually. I think I was due for an upgrade in February. And I don't have that compulsion anymore. It's like, oh, I need a new phone. I need a new phone. It's like... Well, if I get a new phone, it's a pain in the ass to transfer everything <laughs> over to the new one. It's like, is it worth it? This one still works. It's nice. You know, it would be different if it was stagnant, right? Where the UI was like with the feature phones that we used to have years ago, where it was the same the entire time that you had it. There was like no customization, no games or anything. Yeah. And same thing with Xboxes, you know, it's like as they keep making changes to it, which they can because it's all software, it's not hard-coded like it used to be. As they make the changes, it just, you know, it gives it that newness consistently. And, you know, dude, look at where the dash or whatever you want to call it was seven years ago. Remember it was like so plain it was like black background. Oh yeah, I mean it was <laughs> even the, what you're talking about the original Xbox. Yeah, when yeah, there was not um, much there. Yeah, I mean it was like so plain, which to me it screamed like stuff was stripped out. <laughs> it's like I I can't imagine, you know, the company that put out like the original Xbox with those. Um, what they call them blades yes was that yeah with the blades on the 360 and all that stuff you know they came up with like innovative stuff and then all of a sudden they get something that's got nothing it's like i know they backpedaled and they stripped stuff out and that's why it looked the way that it did and now you know they're they're making a pretty nice interface have you seen um today playstation tease there i i did i saw part of it i haven't got to see it yet um there's some really neat things that they've done um i didn't get to watch it all i was just starting it um and i think that kind of what this the true achievement kind of being available to to go to your achievement to see it so they've got stuff like that on the playstation 5 but I think Sony did a much better job because it's like, from what I was seeing so far, like you can, if you're going to look at and you want to get a trophy or you want to do a certain challenge, that's you go to that card and it takes you right to where you need to be in the game, which I was like, wow, wouldn't that be an achievement hounds dream come true? Yeah. Um, this, what the Xbox did is it's nice to have the integration but it would be nice to see it like from the first party fully supported instead of going to like a third party app to do um, and, and having it a lot more integrated and looking uh, like it does on PS five. So, um, but we've had this ability on Xbox. It's just, and it's nice to see the integration again, 
Uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad they did that, but it would be nice. And I, but then again, I don't know. It would be a nice thing to have for those that want it. So I think Sony did a great job on on that, and yeah. that implementation implementation is really neat. So, but that's as far as I got on that video. I didn't get to see like I only saw a couple minutes of it, and I was like, "Wow, that's really cool." So, yeah, it looks good, and I was watching uh, like the first couple minutes of the. A modern vintage gamer he did like a little talk through of, of the video release that sony did and uh you know it looked interesting and I, I do have to go back and finish it yeah one thing that he made mention of is both xbox and sony or microsoft and sony have done like rounded edged tiles and it's so it's interesting like that they're doing like similar design choices and you know, there's like all sorts of like uh, what do they call them? UX consultants that they probably had. Those are the people that come up with the user interfaces. Yeah. So it's like they probably had a slew of consultants that <laughs> they uh, consulted to come up with, you know, the the different screens and everything. The the one thing that I do kind of like, and I was kind of wondering about it afterwards, was. I, I do like how on the PlayStation, like you can have like the menu come up on top of a running game or it would have like this pretty cool art in the background of, of the games. And, you know, then I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, that's kind of busy. You know, there's, it's almost like too much. And it's like, when I go into the menus it's more about getting somewhere and not really about enjoying the experience in there <laughs> visually. You, do you know what I'm saying? It's like, if I'm going through the menus, I'm either trying to launch a game or I'm trying to find something. I'm not sitting there like, Oh, that looks pretty. Oh, look at that. That's, that's, nice. you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's like if you're trying to appreciate the, design of it is is that akin to like trying to appreciate a stairwell (laughs) in a building it's like i don't hang out there i don't really do anything in there other than just go from floor to floor (laughs) and i'm like in and out (laughs) because where i want to get to is at the on the other floor but uh you know either way it's cool that that they're doing changes and uh making it easy easier more accessible yeah, I don't. I didn't look at what the whole UI. I it was interesting. Uh, I think the article that put me into seeing the video was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, Sony's always had an amazing UI," and I was like, no, it it IGN? I thought it. No, it wasn't IGN. Actually, it was someone else. But I was like, I always thought their interface was garbage. I did not like the PS3 or 4's interface. Was that like the one? Where it was like a plus kind of, so you could either scroll left, right, or you scroll up and down. Yes, that. Well, PS3 was that way. The four, trying to remember what it was like. Um, it wasn't as bad, but I believe it still had a similar, like that. Okay. Kind of, kind of. I don't know. It just seemed. I remember PS3 was terrible. Um, so many, like you, I had a hard time finding anything there. Um, and then the four, I don't think was as bad, but there was still a lot of stuff buried. I know even trying to do messaging or, 
it was just like this is not streamlined like the xbox always has been mm-hmm. um, so i was curious to see if they're if sony is still doing that um what the, what they're planning on doing so from what i've yeah. seen um i'm even lo- i've got it running right now as, as we're talking about it uh, just resuming where i left off um their little game center thing is i think is a neat idea um microsoft but i also thought well microsoft's kind of been doing that but not to the level i think sony's done here you know because we've mm-hmm. had those um they it's because what microsoft's had what do they call it the uh you can go to the uh games page um it's been in there i forgot what it's called like if you write if you not i would say right click if you hit your was it your back button on the icon it brings up the menu on the xbox and and there's like a couple different options there and one of them is like the games page which is i think managed by the developers so they can put stuff there and there's all kinds of stuff about that game oh yeah yeah i never um, go into that and you can actually subscribe or or mm-hmm. join that page so that if is there's it, anything new wait the it, game it hub to, was that the it? game hub that's it yeah, yeah thank you the game hub so i thought the game hub was good but i i like i think what sony's doing here is kind of taking that and bringing it kind of forefront where you can get to that stuff a little faster or a little specifically maybe find something that you want um you know even if microsoft did like what they do now you can go into the achievements you can click on it to bring up the see it it in the true achievement app it, they're trying to do the same thing but it would be nice if if it was if the, the interface was better than dumping to a third party app you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. is that if that makes any sense so uh make it feel more part of the experience or that it was okay. not an afterthought because right now it's more of a oh we're going to dump you off to somebody else well i'm glad it's there and it's an improvement but what i see with the sony i think that's really neat because it, it, it's it's not an attachment it's like oh it's part of the os cool so okay so is that it yeah that's it for that okay i actually had uh two more quick things i forgot to put in the show notes um first up uh, i think we talked like two episodes ago maybe about how there's a um like a class action lawsuit about stick drift yeah yeah so it looks like the elite series two controller which you have right you got got both the one and two yeah so i really like the two they extended the warranty to one year oh, yeah. on it. Uh, so I guess that means it was 90 days <laughs> at some point. Well, let's see here. Yeah, from so it's been extended from 90 days to one year. And on the, the Xbox webpage, they say that a small percentage of owners have had mechanical issues with the controller. So they've extended the warranty and, uh, to quote, it says we've received claims that a small percentage of our customers are experiencing mechanical issues when using their Xbox elite wireless controller series two to ensure your satisfaction. We're extending the warranty period, a coverage period on elite series two controllers from 90 days to one year from the date of purchase. 
the extension applies retroactively for Elite Series 2 controllers sold to date. If you incurred repair costs to service your Elite Series 2 controller, you'll be issued a refund by Microsoft before October 31st, 2020. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. So you got some extra time on yours. I don't think it covers rage, though. <laughs> like when you try to twist your controller in half. I don't think that's covered. Whatever. I, you I'm don't a... even know. You don't know what you're talking about. Rage. And I don't probably, rage. No, it, it probably doesn't cover, like, throwing your controller through a TV. <laughs> or dogs chewing it up or dropping oh, it in a koi that's pond. That's our subject here. Or fish. Oh, yeah. That's right. Freaking dog. Yeah. <laughs> Or like uh, losing your controller on the train because you wanted to stream games while you're going to work or something. <laughs> I don't think those are covered, but uh, probably not. Yeah, when they say mechanical issues, to me that means stick drift. Yeah, it's got to be. So it's cool that Microsoft is uh, stepping up and making that change. Unfortunately, it's only the Elite controller. They're not doing it for the regular controllers. But then again. I had it with my Elite, and my other, like, four or five controllers don't have the issue. Yeah. So I wonder I wonder if, if there's something special about the Elites that make them more susceptible, like component sourcing issues or something. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, and then the other interesting thing was, uh, I guess it's been revealed that Microsoft has spent 50,000 hours testing back compact games for series x and s wow isn't that nutty <laughs> wow fifty thousand hours um so you know they've been really hunkering down and testing uh the systems to make sure that and so on the series x and s we're talking about three generations of games right yeah that are back compat, not just two or one. And so, right. so um, they've said preserving the games of our past is a fundament is fundamental to our DNA at Xbox and our continued promise to you. Backward compatibility lets you experience your cherished gaming memories again and in new ways. Your favorite games retain everything the original developer intended while experiencing enhancements and exciting new features there's no need to look back because your games are ready to move forward with you to the next generation of xbox and um it says here uh it's been confirmed by phil spencer that the company is tending for all non-connect xbox one games to work on the series x and s from the day of launch so that's around 2500 games wow while over 600 original xbox and xbox 360 titles will also be playable on the console just as they are on the xbox one and so don't forget not only are they playable they're adding those new features right like the hdr yep right and i are they doing those graphical improvements or was that only on no no it's yeah they're doing those graphical improvements too because that was like a big thing 
going to the Xbox One for the old games, right? Where they like did some like upscaling and they improved some of the color stuff, right? In there. Or actually here. Uh <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of benefits, including faster load times, games running at their peak performance, auto HDR, and 16 times antiostropic filtering uh being applied to many titles. And then it says Microsoft is also planning to selectively double frame rates for certain backwards compat games, such as Fallout 4. Well, I haven't heard that before. That's new. Hmm. Have you heard that before? Nope. No, yeah. So I'm guessing this is, you know, if they're going to be doubling the frame rates, it would probably mean the games ran at 30 frames per second and they're going to let them run 60. I doubt it's 60 going to 128, 120. But either way, the game should look good. So that was it. Cool. All right. Anything else you want to add, or should we move on to community? Let's get to the community. All right. All right. So real quick, uh, you can leave us a voicemail by going to thisxboxlife.com and click on the send voicemail widget that's on the right-hand side of the page. You can do it from computer. You can do it from mobile device. Uh, whatever works for you. Click on the little widget. You can leave us a recording up to ninety seconds. It is time limited. If you need to speak longer, just uh, you know, send us a couple. Do it across, you know, two or three, whatever, and uh, we'll stitch it together here on the show. Alternatively, or alternatively, you can also send us an MP3 recording at contact at this xboxlife dot com. And oh, I know, I dude, know. Uh... Cat flap 70 knows how to do it. But. Yes, absolutely. And dude, this is like, uh, we need to circle this day on the calendar because this week we have two. It's been such a long time since we got two voicemails. Uh, Cat flap has sent us two voicemails before. Yeah, that That's was last week, deal. actually. Or let me, let me, let me, uh, let me rephrase that then from two separate people. So, what? Yeah, cat flap. And another listener. No way. Voicemails. Yes way. Somebody else listened and heeded my mm-hmm. begging of sending us a voicemail? Yeah. Yeah, it's so, it's, it's got to be Cat Flap with just disguising his voice. Oh, or with something. like uh, one of those no voice way. changers? Yeah, I'm not buying it's really somebody else. Well, actually, no, it would need to be a voice changer and an accent changer. What? So there's no accent on this one? From across the pond? Well, no, I guess the accent is an American accent for the second one. Wow. I'm although, excited now. Although I'm, you and I don't I, consider it an accent, right? Because Right. Yeah. It's not for us, but it would be an accent for anyone listening outside of the U.S. But mm-hmm. um, Or even in certain parts of the U.S. it could be. But. Sure. So I want to refrain. I, it's not that I, because I just said, oh, I'm excited now. It doesn't mean I'm not excited to hear from Cat Flap because I really enjoy Cat Flap's uh, voice messages he always has something interesting to talk about mm-hmm. so but it was just like finally we're getting someone else too to hear from it's like i would love to hear from people every week it would be so cool it's just, oh yeah it's nice to hear from people that listen to the show so oh absolutely and i i know the uh listeners also enjoy these things too you know they like hearing somebody yeah else other than just you and me talk on here and you know what it doesn't even have to be a long voicemail. I mean, you can literally do like a 10 second voice voicemail. Yo, Mark and Rob, what up? 
Yeah. I'm from I'm gamer tag from Philly. Yeah. Woo. Bye. Yeah. That worked. Just to, no, we're not talking to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And so, it's cool too to hear from like it, it still trips me out when we hear from Cat Flap or we hear from uh like Richard and Andrew in Australia. It's like mm-hmm. we're just two chumps in the US and we got people that are listening to us across the across the world. It is so cool. I just yeah. I don't know. To me, that's really neat. Oh yeah. Oh. So, and I don't know if Richard Andrew and uh Cat Flap care, but they're my friends, man. Guys are you guys are our friends. So mm-hmm. oh for sure. I don't know if that's good for them or not. Good for me might be bad for them. <laughs> Yeah, you, you don't know who it's better for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But well, enough of my rambling. Let's, sure, let's hear it. Yeah, I was also gonna say, like, if if you're not sure how to do like an MP3 recording or something like that, you can get like tons of voice recorders on, uh, you know, the cell phone stores. Do a you know voice recording and then just send the MP3. Just email it off. It's that easy. <clears throat> anyway, all right. Let's do the first one. Uh, let's do let's do cat flat. Good morning, gentlemen. Catflap1970 here. You guys are costing me a fortune. After listening to the show, I'm now looking at a new TV. And the new Oculus Quest comes out this week as well, so I should be looking forward to trying that. I've been doing the same, preparing for the new arrival of my Square Xbox. I've sold my Xbox One X and keeping the Xbox One X. Why I'm doing this, I was looking at the uh, storage I use uh, external USB hard drives. And obviously, I'm going to get rid of those now because the technology's moved on. It's strange how now we've got a super fast SSD. Then we had the old SSD. Then we had, obviously, the 720 uh, hard drives, the 540 hard drives. Then after that, it was DVDs, Blu-ray DVDs, CDs. Then we've gone uh, three and a half inch floppy, five and a quarter inch floppy, and then magnetic tape. Gentlemen, we've gone through so much storage over the years we've been playing games. It's amazing. When you think about the storage and how it's gone from a tape deck to what we have now, it's incredible. Anyway, just thought I'd go down memory lane with you guys. As always, a great show. I think, Mark, you are responsible for his TV. No, no, not my fault. <laughs> I started laughing when, as soon as I heard that, yeah. I just started laughing. <laughs> Commander Sisson blames me for the same thing. So, and and you know, since we uh, since we recorded that show, I was actually looking at the manual on my TV to see what <laughs> version of HDMI ports it had. I, I know it doesn't do 120 hertz, right? But uh, if you haven't bought the TV this year, you probably don't have HDMI yeah. 2.1. My understanding is there's very few TVs that do it. Yep. But I can highly recommend the LG TV I got. I am stunned by how good it looks. And it's 75-inch for 850 bucks. So, like, the 65-inch was, I want to say, 599 with with mm-hmm. all the same stuff. It's It's just... A gorgeous picture, and I, I think you said it's not even the OLED, no, right? It's, it's just not. a regular LG, yeah, yeah. It, it's, I'm, I just am still every time I play a game, I'm just like, dang. And I, I have a friend of mine ask me about did I go back and double check because you know, oh, it might be the settings on your 
your Samsung. I mean, I don't, I mean, it could be something could have changed. I know at one point when I got it, I was, I went through this like setup on how to get, make it look the best on the games. And so, but of course anything could have gotten reset as the OS on the TV got updated or, you know, Rob, we love updates. Oh, sure. <laughs> how it love messes them. everything up. Mm-hmm. So it could be, and I, but I want to, I'll, I'll check that out once, once I get my series X, I'll be putting my one X on that back on the same TV it was on. And, uh, cause I'll be, the kids will be moving up from the one S to the one X and, uh, I'll have it back on that TV and I'll play around with, uh, specifically I'll do Fortnite cause that's where I noticed such a huge difference. And, uh, I'll look at it and see if I can get it to look the same. I bet some of those settings went to like high, like the post processing and textures Probably. and everything. Yeah, because they had a I know, game mode, and this TV I took it off of that and put it on Vivid, and and it's yeah. just so much nicer. But it's just like I see so much more detail. Like the detail, I think, still would have been there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll just I'll just have to go and double check because sometimes when you have something and you flip it. When you get it, you know, it's brighter or something it does. It's just like, whoa. But, and it does give you that feeling that it looks different. Maybe, you know, that's why I was like, I don't know if I'm just thinking this in my head. <laughs> do I just, does it really look better or do I just think it does? And I guess as long as I think it does, then I, that's all that matters because it justifies yeah. me buying it, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but. I'll ha- I will definitely try to remember once the you know, in on three and a half weeks when I make the change to 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 re look at that and see what the game looks like on that mm-hmm. TV, the other TV I had. And and I have to ask, uh, are you getting more used to the Magic Remote? Yes, I'm actually really liking it. Yeah, yeah, the Magic Remote on the LG TVs. If you don't have one, it's like uh, it's like those old Wii controllers, kind of right where you like move it around to point at things. So you're physically moving it like a laser pointer kind of thing. And uh, it's pretty nice for the apps that support it. Like the YouTube app, for example. Yeah. Yeah. It's the more I use it, the more I've, and so what I've done on the new one, because of this, I actually am like, well, why, why am I using a fire stick? Because I really don't need to. Because the TV yep. supports every app that I ran, so mm-hmm. I'm like, let's just get this out, and that then I'm back on I'm on one input, so I don't have to switch inputs anymore to watch to play the Xbox. I just turn it on, and I either launch one of the apps from the TV or I turn the Xbox on. Yeah. So it alleviates some steps. The only thing I wish I could get it to do, and I haven't found a way to do it, is to get that remote to sync to my Samsung soundbar so that I could turn the soundbar on and off and change the volume with the magic remote. There's gotta be a way to do it. I'm sure I just need to do a little digging into it because then I could get rid of that. Then I'd have truly have one remote. Yeah. I've got mine hooked into the, uh, my TV's hooked into a Ankyo. Yeah. An Ankyo receiver. Uh huh. And it has that HDMI, that was it CEC or something like that. So if I just hit the button on my remote on the magic remote, it actually turns on the receiver. 
yeah. the same time. So there's like multiple duty stuff that it can do. Yeah. And um, when I hit the, vo- so I hit the power button, it turns both on the TV and the receiver. And then the volume on the remote controls the receiver. And go. when I turn them, when I turn them off, they both turn off. Yeah. It's um, yeah. I just need to get, dig a little bit more. I got my soundbar hooked up by that optical audio, mm-hmm. which will go away here too. Well, no, that won't. But um, yeah, it's on that optical audio. So I don't know if that's, yeah. I just got to just do a little search, Google searching and I'll find out why I'll find the magic method. Sure. So we're going to get that and, done this weekend. <laughs> and another cool TV thing. I, I forgot to mention this last week is I got a little, I'll call a little upgrade for my TV where there's bias lighting. Have you ever heard of that? No. That's uh, lighting behind the TV and it's usually LED strips. Right. So there's, there's a couple of different variations. They actually used to have ones. Um, it was like kickstarted a while ago where it would actually like change color based on, you know, what was on the TV. And uh, those things kind of went away. Right. But uh, there's a bunch of companies that sell these products where they're just biased lighting. So especially if you're like watching in the dark, like no other lights in the room or very low lighting in the room, it actually casts a light on the back wall from the TV. So for example, on my TV, I got, um, I got this kit. It was like 20 bucks for I've got a 55 inch TV. So it was like 20 bucks for the 55 inch TVs. It's an led strip that has a USB connector on the back of it on one end of it. So you just connect it to the USB connector on the back of the TV. And then you peel the, the three M tape thing off of the adhesive tape. And then, or the backing off of the adhesive tape. And then you put it like maybe like two, three inches in from the uh, edge of the TV. This is on the back of the TV. I guess you don't want to do this on the front of the TV, right? (laughs) No. So yeah. So you just uh, run it around the perimeter of the TV, along the perimeter of the TV, like two, three inches in. So it's nice and even. And then when you turn your TV on, that turns on the USB because I never knew this, but on a lot of TVs, the USB only works when the TV's on. So if you were using the TV to power things like a Chromecast <laughs> or a, a fire stick or something, um, when you turn on the TV, now your device is booting up because it just got power. I never knew that that happened. And now that explains what was happening with my fire stick on the TV upstairs. But, uh, Anyway, so yeah, you turn on the TV and then the LEDs light up and then it casts, you know, light on the wall behind the TV. So then it lights up the wall. So you get this nice indirect lighting and it's actually like, I think it's a really pleasing effect that I really like the looks of it, but uh, what it's supposed to do is create a light behind the tv so that things like uh the colors and like the blacks on the tv look really dark and uh 
it's it's pretty cool I'll, I'll have to send you a picture of what the tv looks like when it's on it just has like i said a nice glow around the back of it and uh as i like watching tv in the dark at night i don't like to have any other lights in the room and this just creates a nice light so anyway 20 bucks it's a pretty decent uh little thing you can do and you know i was looking there so they actually like luminoodle has they're on amazon uh, they have a bunch of different options of colors and i was like I don't really care about having like a blue glow or a red glow or something like that. I just got the plain white, which is actually the cheapest and, and it looks nice. So, all right. Oh, and how about that little, uh, history thing there he, from cat flap talking about all the different drives. Yeah. I remember using a, a tape deck. Yeah. Commodore <laughs> 64, Commodore Vic 20. Yep. I remember scrounging around. Yeah, I I've used all of those. I, my my dad actually had what was it, the eight inch floppy disks? Oh yeah, that's way had, even before. Uh, yeah, I remember playing uh, games on his computer with was an it a eight Tandy inch. or Radio no, Radio it Shack. Was, no, it was. Uh, if you watch the movie War Games, it's this. I can't remember the name of it, but it's that computer that he had in that movie that Matthew Broderick was sure wasn't playing. like a trash eighty. No, it wasn't. RS80? No. Nope. Well, no, I, we got to look that up, see what it is. I'm curious. Yeah, it was the one that was in his room. Um, I'll have to figure that out. So the one or that he had. I'll just shoot the, my. So it was the. Uh, the, the one IM that had SAI, like the acoustic. The MSI. IMSAI. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's. It had big switches and big drives and. Mm-hmm. So it's the IMSAI 8080 8, or 8000 or something. That With 8-inch floppies. Wow. Yeah. And and we thought we were like 8080 is like, what it is. Like here's I'll send you a link to the picture mm-hmm. but um it was pretty cool and it was just like we actually watched that this last month when my dad was here and I was like, "You remember that?" And he's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> wow. But look at that thing. It was a beast, dude. It was huge. See. I mean, big old switches on the thing. I don't know what they did, but. Oh, wow. Hey, you're not kidding. That's old school, big time. Yep. So, yeah, definitely. This is fun for our audio listeners. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We're talking about pictures we're seeing. Yeah. Anyways, I, yeah, it was, it's Cat Flap's fault. He got us on this track. Yeah. <laughs> we blame him. But hey, uh, I mean, look how far we've gone. And now. Now we're down, you look at that one terabyte card that for this Series X, and it's like a little tiny memory card. I mean, that thing is so small, and it holds a terabyte of data mm-hmm. compared to what those big, giant 8-inch eight, eight floppies held. Yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah, when we, went, when we went to like 3.5-inch disks, you know, floppy disks, I should know. Yeah, those, I guess, are still floppy disks. We went to the, the no, 3 and a quarter. Did I say 3.5? Anyway, so the three and a quarter discs, those were like what, 1.4 meg? Yeah. And that was like amazing. Yeah. <laughs> or do you remember on the five and a quarters, they used to sell those notch kits? I notched a lot of discs. Yeah. So you could use the backside of the, 
What I think I, I would go out to Micro Center and buy like like hundreds of floppy disks for like thirty nine cents a piece, and then I would notch every sit there and notch every single one of them so I could use both sides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah, it was labeled as buyer notcher to get free storage, even though you could just do it with an Exacto knife or a pair of scissors. <laughs> well, the notcher was so much easier. Yeah, it was essentially a hole punch. <laughs> Kachunk done. Kachunk yeah. done. Every a, disc was perfect. A so. square hole punch. Yep. Yeah. That's all oh, it was. Man. Good times. I remember, and I don't even remember where I bought them. I used to get a mail order, the floppy disks. And I used to get ones. Nashua was the brand. That was like my go to brand because they were super cheap at this mail order place. <laughs> And you'd get like what 10 or 20 per box and it was like the box would open up like a box of crayons it had that like flip top lid and you had the discs in the with the ty- yep. tyvek sleeves <laughs> man that's some good times and i remember switching over to i think it was amiga or i don't think it was commodore 64 but you know they had like a 20 meg hard drive that was hundreds of dollars and I remember looking at it in magazines and like, wow, that thing is just amazing. I would love to have that. And like, here we are now, like we've got terabytes and terabytes of storage on our computers. Our consoles have terabytes of storage and stuff is like a billion times faster than it was. Crazy stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you know, Catflap also brought up a interesting point where i was actually thinking about my external drive i'm like man what am i going to do with this thing and i was actually thinking of i've got a one terabyte ssd and i'm like should i use the ssd as an external and forego the spinning disk because i got a cheap spinning disk so it's 5400 rpm so it's slow the slower of the bunch and you know that when you have the super blazing fast speed of the built-in stuff, the external drive is going to appear even slower, right? Oh yeah. Now your benchmark is, uh, is way, is way higher now. So, you know, you could just take your external. I'm going to probably look at mine because there's no need for me to have a bunch of stuff on there. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't even know because I'm getting a one terabyte. I'm getting the I'm getting one of the expansion cards. Mm-hmm. That's two terabyte. Just one, right? Just one. I think I think it only has one slot. It does, yeah. Yeah. So um uh, I don't really know if I need to have the external drive hooked up to it. Uh it's really gonna depend, you know, how how many games I'm gonna be playing, but Oh, maybe it'll force me to play some of the stuff on my back catalog. <laughs> you know, I'm, I think I'm going to, this, this generation, I think that's going to happen is we're going to play the, the, the shuffle game. You're going to, if you have a lot of stuff you want to play, you might have to expand, you might pay the money for that expansion card or move stuff around all the time, back and forth. That'd be a pain. Digital Foundry did a video, I think this past week where they actually were doing testing of loading times and copying times. It was kind of interesting. You might want to check it out if you haven't, but I want to say that 
they had one external drive where they copied stuff around and you know reading from the external was faster right but i want to say that it took him like half an hour to copy a game and dude that's the last thing i want to do is like you know it's like you want to download i don't know torchlight or something and you want it on the internal drive and now you have to spend half an hour to move it off to move something off so you can install it on there that'd be maddening or that i guess or that i guess what you have to do is you got to be better about maintenance and keeping space free on the super fast stuff so who knows yeah we'll see we'll see how that works we'll we'll know in a couple of weeks right yep and well i'll in two weeks from now you know by the time 2021 hits, we'll all be experts at all this. I don't know. It's next gen. Do I want old gen technology even touching it? <laughs> That's the way I think I'm going to yeah. look at it. I'm, I may not even plug it in. Just put put the new di- put the memory card in or the, the, that. Yeah, you run know, two terabytes. Leave it at that. So you're By the internal... time I'm going to need more space, they should have larger expansion cards, I would think. Or they'll have more options, yeah. Yeah. Because so, Microsoft has said that they're um, going to have other vendors out there. There, there are uh, they've made deals with other vendors. It's just I guess they wanted one out the gate, or they were in first talks with them. So others are coming out with them. It's not going to be just this one. So if you don't right. want to spend the money, you know, it's going to be these early adopters, you know, like us that are putting the money down. Um, you know, hopefully they'll be a lot cheaper or have once competitions out there, it'll drive prices down a bit, but yep, we'll see. It will eventually get cheaper. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but and we don't want to forget. <laughs> we do have another voicemail to get to. Yeah. I, I just wanted to mention, I'm going to try to be cheap and forgo the extra yeah. module. We'll see how long that lasts. Because I'm sure that what what is it going to be like 700 some gig is going to be available after the OS and stuff. I think it was eight, right? Ten, eight hundred and ten, right? Is it that much? I thought it was in seven hundreds. But anyway, so of the one terabyte, you're only going to have let's say eight hundred available. That's just a couple of games, right? And then you're yeah, done. and the the games are going to be bigger too. Yeah, that is, I mean, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. It's yeah, 802 gig of usable space. Yeah. So, yeah. You're yeah, it's substantial. Oh yeah, especially so, what I And you got you I, got games we talked about that what a week or two ago. There's games out there that are over 100 gig in size. I mean, with 800 gig, you could still probably get a dozen games on there. I mean, and really how many do you play at one time? Um All now of them. <laughs> I don't, I've got them on yeah. there, but that's the thing. It's like, well, I'm only really playing about five games at a time. That's all I really need. But what if you can't even get those five all on there? You will. See, that's, that's you where will. it's. There, there's only or, a few that are over a hundred gig in size. Yeah. So if you're are, running are, those, then yeah. Uh, Microsoft flight simulator, um, master chief collection. I think gears five clock. There was something else that clocked in close to a hundred. Yeah. I mean, if you're, but even at a hundred gig, you could still get probably at least seven on there. And See, a lot yeah. of them are 40 to 50 gig. So again, I, I think there's still enough room to get a good chunk of stuff on there. 
um, depending on how much space these, you know, those that are getting the additions for the, you know, Series X and stuff and the, uh, those updates. But it's why you buy the other terabyte drive or you hold off and just deal mm-hmm. with it. Or And the thing is, too, it's like you're not you can't run Xbox One. I'm sorry. You cannot run Series S or X games from anything other than the new hardware. Yep. So you cannot put them on. You could probably store it on yeah, a you can external, but you're going to have to copy it over, yeah. you know? So at the very least, you're going to plug in your USB. Then I would only put on stuff that it does not have any new updates. If it, if it doesn't take advantage, yeah, it might load faster because it's on an SSD, but if it doesn't outside of that, if there's no other reason to have it on the internal, if it's not designed to make use of all those other features. So like your old games, your 360 games, your original Xbox games, and probably most of your Xbox one games, leave them on the, on the USB drive and just play them from there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's about the best thing you can do and save that internal for everything that's being coming out or updated to take advantage of the new console. So to pull a reference from Seinfeld, you got to think if it's internal drive worthy. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to remember that. Uh, Rob, is that, uh, is that drive worthy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That game drive worthy. So Fortnite. Yes. Fortnite. Yes. Cause Fortnite's also getting an update. Hmm. So like me, I think the internal drive is going to be Fortnite and definitely Deep Rock Galactic. I'll keep those on the internal drive. Everything else is up for grabs. (laughs) There you go. All right. Anyway, so uh, thanks, Cat Flap, uh, for that message as always. Mind you got me. You've been holding out. You're doing this on purpose. Yeah. I want to know who this new voicemail came from. That's yes. why you're just delaying this. You're just driving That's me nuts. That's right. So the so we also have a message from uh, Franz Mann, and here it goes. Hey guys, this is Franz Gamertag Franz Mann from Milwaukee, and I've got a quick question for you. With the advent of the uh, new consoles rapidly approaching, what is going to be your uh, first game on the console? And uh, did you decide on first gen games from the original Xbox 360 Xbox one, or are you uh, going to try and find a brand new game to play and test out its uh, capabilities? I'm just kind of curious. Let us know uh, what you guys are going to fire up when you hook up your brand new Xbox series X or S. Thanks. Love the show. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, thanks for that message. And I guess I should have said uh, Franzman, not the Chicago Franzman. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's some awesome questions. He's not that's too far some... away from you. No, no. He's just. Uh, he's practically your neighbor. I, I know, right? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I've moved to the northern suburbs. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's probably just an hour away. Yeah. From where i'm at now but uh 
have you thought at all like uh you know what your first is gonna be <laughs> so mark first. who's your first <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was oh oh family friendly um yes. <laughs> you know <So>. it's <laughs> part of me wants to do gems of war just to just to, so i can come out here and say my first game was gems of war <laughs> and annoy everybody um you know it if the it really depends on what's going to be available that day um so or by the or or by the time we get our consoles if we don't get them but out of the list and i'm looking at what's being optimized gears tactics i've played on the pc so that but that's going to be a new one i i didn't play mm -hmm. much um and i i do want to play through that on on the console that's one i want to play that comes out that day um watchdog legions is coming out right before that releases i'm still not sure if i'm going to get that game yeah that's in um, two weeks I, I can't like i i liked the first two but i don't know why i really have no interest and i have a i have this feeling that i'm not gonna like this third game in the entry in the series so and i don't know why i can't really explain it other than it seems like you're going to be playing as a bunch of different characters and i, I that's not me i I like to play as one person and that's it. I like to stay, you know, even in games like uh, Diablo, right? It, it killed me to play as other people. I find like the one that fits my play style and I just yeah. like to stay with that character always. Yep. Um, and so Watch Dogs making you switch around has me wondering. But anyways, but also Fortnite, you said it. Yes, it, it's a game. It's getting an update. Um, as well as actually Borderlands 3 as well. So, but I think Fortnite will probably be the game that I would want to play first. Um, I want it mainly because I want to see, does it load up fast? Because that's my biggest annoyance with Fortnite is just getting into the game. It's just like, oh, it takes forever. And I don't understand why it takes forever. It's like, what are you loading? It's like, it takes forever just to get to the part of saying, do you want to play Save the World or Battle Royale? You know? And then it's like, Battle Royale, please. You know? Yep. I wish they would split mm -hmm. that up. This is one that I would actually remove Save the World and just, just have Battle Royale on here. I really don't play Save the World. So, and it's like my kids will turn their Switches on. They're, they're little Nintendo Switches, right? They'll we'll all launch Fortnite at the same time. They'll be in the game in their lobby messing around. And I'm I'm not even to the do you want to play Save the World or Battle Royale screen yet? Like, really? See, I wonder if it's just a problem with a slow disc. Is it like a fifty four hundred RPM disc? I don't that, know. That uh you know, if, if you can get an SSD, it'll just you know what? I should immensely. I should look and see. Maybe I have that thing on the external drive. Because one thing that I found is I actually had two copies. I had it on the internal and the external, and I was running it off of the external. I'm going to have to check into that. 
Yeah. I'm going to do that. And because one thing I want to do, I will do, I will time the boot up. I'm going to time the boot up mm-hmm. to get all the way into the battle Royale lobby. Okay. And, and then I'm going to do that on the series X. I want that thing to boot faster. That's the biggest thing I want. Cause I, I don't know how much better that game can look. And of course I, I said that before I got this new TV too. <laughs> Yeah. And it does, it looks, but it's, it's not, this is a type of game. It's not, it looks, I think this is the way I think it's designed to look. I, even my kids are like, they love watching it. They're just like, it looks so much better on your Xbox than on our switches. And I'm like, well, Oh yeah. Different hardware, different limitations, you know, but, um, so probably for me, probably Fortnite will be the first game I run. Okay. Fall closely by gems of war. <laughs> uh, those will be your first and second not necessarily in that order <laughs> yeah now if yeah. if um what is it a week later about two weeks was it the 19th i think roughly a week and a half later or so um cyberpunk comes out yeah and that's definitely going to be sitting that's one I'm definitely want to play. And if it was available, that would be the game I would play first. Absolutely, without a doubt, would be Cyberpunk. But I don't want to wait to play it. Now, if for some reason I don't get either of the two consoles that I have ordered in on time and I don't get it till after Cyberpunk's out, then that will be the first thing I run on it. So how about you, Rob? Okay. Yeah, that's a tough question. Um, for me, what I would probably want to do is definitely to boot up a game that I'm familiar with so I can compare the visuals. Right. And I think it'll probably wind up being Forza Horizon 4 for me. Okay. Because I'll have that one because I'm looking at a list now of of the games that are going to be optimized, you know, so there's like Valhalla. I'm probably not going to have that one at that point. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait until January where it's on sale for $2. And then, <laughs> you know, I've got borderlands, but I haven't even booted it up <laughs> yet. I got it at when it launched and I have not played like even one minute of it. Wow. So I'm not familiar with it. Um, and looking at some of the other games like Fortnite, you are very familiar with Fortnite. Yeah. So the majority of actually pretty much all of the Fortnite playing now is all on my computer. And I I was going to mention this while you're, while you were talking about the visuals on it. So like my computer's got a pretty good graphics card and, um, I play on a 4k monitor and I actually turn down the graphics. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I leave the distance up, but everything else I turn down. So it's, it's for a couple of things. Number one, it's a lot easier to see people off in a distance when there isn't as much pretty stuff <laughs> out there. But the funny thing is, like I've actually gone in the past and I've turned on all the visuals cause it looks so much better. I mean like everything, 
the sky, the post effects and everything, you know, like the water, um, there's almost like a haze sometimes like it just looks so much better, but I can't handle it. It's like overload. It's like so distracting. I can't see the people. So I actually turn down everything just so, you know, I'm a mean, lean killing machine, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so I don't think it's going to be Fortnite because I would probably turn everything down <laughs> and lose the effects of it all. But I do want to see like how it's going to look with the ray tracing and stuff. So I will try it. It just probably won't be first. And then I see like Grounded is going to be on there, but I mean, we haven't played that one in a long time. I'm not really that familiar with it. Ori and the Will of the Wisps is on the list, but you know, that game looks pretty good, but I, I just don't think that it'll really show off like the awesome visuals. Cause I mean, it looks, Ori looks good to begin with, but it's a platformer and I'll probably have watchdogs Legion. So that is a potential to be a first game for me, but I think it'll be Forza horizon just because again, Forza Horizon, I, I think, looks awesome to begin with. I just want to see how much better it can look. You know, getting a driving game that gets the Series X treatment, that gets all the added extra stuff. I want to see if they made changes to the roads, right, to make them look even better like what they did with um, the new Forza Motorsport game. You know, the the sun, the clouds, the, you know, all of the stuff on the side of the road, is it going to look any different? But then again, maybe I'm setting myself up for a little bit of disappointment because what are they going to do to a game that's what, two, three years old now? It's like at least two years, isn't it? Forza Horizon 4? Yes. Because we didn't have one, well, we didn't have one this year. We didn't have one last year, so it would have been what 2018 ish that it came out yeah so i don't know i'll have to rethink that now that i've been talking about it a little bit like maybe getting a two-year-old game is not the best way to start this off because like how much are they really going to improve it i doubt that they're totally going to rewrite the engine or something like that but anyway so that's my list well what else he has a couple of questions. No, now that I got, wasn't that it? No, that there's it. yeah. Okay. I thought that was it. Yeah. I, for some reason I thought that he asked a couple more things and I got so sidetracked <laughs> with <laughs> no. my discussion here. I, now I don't remember. Oh man. But okay. Um, so I yeah. believe that was his only question. Yeah. So if I'm wrong, then it's on me. <laughs> okay. So Franz, man, thanks for that question. That's a, that's a good question. Now you got me really thinking. I'm like, maybe I need to do something see, else. Other see, than that's why horizon. I know there's a girl. I can't remember her name. She's uh, on podcast unlocked from IGN. And her answer to that was, um, was it fusion frenzy from the original Xbox? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> She's a big fan of that game. And, uh, I saw, I thought that was funny. it's like, part of me is like, yeah, so I got to play gems of war. Mm -hmm. you know just to oh, be like yeah. i got my new console what'd you play gems of war it's like got a new computer bought this big alienware what'd you play solitaire or mind sweep <laughs> you know it's just like yeah uh, 
I may have to just put in Gems of War. For or, or maybe my thing, my first thing I'm going to launch is going to be uh, Microsoft Edge. Yeah. Bing. <laughs> Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow, the ray tracing on the browser is amazing. Well, the first thing I want to play is the dashboard. Obviously, yeah. we're all going to play the same thing first. Or we'll play the update game. What's the yeah. first thing you did? I pulled down <laughs> a two gig download yep. that took me half an hour. Yeah, because like, think about it. We just got an update today, uh, yesterday, right? Well, those Xbox Series X's and S's are already at the warehouses. So they've had, they've got, they've obviously need to be updated. No, they probably got on a, uh, they probably got on a boat, you know, four or six weeks ago at least. Yeah. So maybe they had the build you had as in the alpha group, but still, even from a couple, probably from at least a month ago. So, and you mm -hmm. know, we're going to have updates to this before then, probably. Sure. So, but that's okay. It's, uh, it's all right. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Um, all right moving on. Where are we at? Oh, yeah. So we got a, uh, we've got a Twitter account at this Xbox Life. You can uh, follow that and get notified when we post new shows. Also, there's a Facebook group. Uh, this Xbox Life is its name. And if you're not a member, just ask to join, answer two simple questions, and you'll be let right in. All right, on to this week's retail releases. This week's retail releases for the week of October 13th through the 16th. We have on the 13th uh, launched was Forgone, the G.I. Joe Operation Blackout game that Mark mentioned earlier. Also, if, any, NH, what? if anyone does, sorry to interrupt, if anyone out there does have this G.I. Joe Operation Blackout game, I would love to have you email us, send us a voicemail um post in our facebook group one of those three and let me know what you let us know what you think of this game i did watch a little twitch and i mean it, the, the graphics are, are fine with it's it's supposed to look like comic booky so that's not a big thing but twitch stream i was watching they were kind of it just seemed like and even the pl the player was saying that the the controls weren't that great um let me know what this gameplay it looks pretty basic so I'm just kidding. Ho hopefully we'll hear from uh Ravioli Capone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think he, I think he said he pre-ordered it and then he, uh, then he was researching the developer after the fact and he was regretting it because <laughs> oh. this developer does not have a good track record. Oh, super. So I know a couple people though, in our Facebook group that have talked about it because I made a comment about this is one I'm might be interested in, but. I'm not mm -hmm. coming at it from a fan of G.I. Joe. Like, I knew what G.I. Joe was, but I was a Star Wars kid. Like, okay. that was my life. G.I. Joe was like, whatever, you know. Um, but, like, Ravioli Capone, like, he's a huge G.I. Joe fan. So, I, you know, there, and I can see where people of the, that love G.I. Joe might really love this game, 
but I'm looking at it as like, what's is the game itself any good for someone who may not know, doesn't know the history of GI Joe, doesn't know one mm-hmm. character from another. So I'm just curious if the gameplay is interesting because still kind of a cool franchise. Oh yeah. So, all right. And, That's and that movie that was out well back, I, I didn't mind it. It was okay. Yeah. I didn't think it was yeah. that bad. I remember yeah. watching it and enjoying yeah. it. Go Joe. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. So, yeah, and it had that girl from continuum on it. I forgot her name. Anyway, uh, NHL 21 deluxe edition, October 13th. And then red wings, uh, aces of the sky. You know, when I first saw this, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, you know, is this going to be a fun flying game? Kind of like uh, Hawks or something, just not as new in terms of, you know, not as high tech because it's got biplanes and triplanes. I think that's the proper term, isn't it? Three wings are, is a triplane. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, I want to check this one out. So it's a World War I uh, dogfighting game. And then, of course, Torchlight, I-I-I. That one came out, Torchlight 3. Uh, then we have on the 14th, Brotherhood United, Brunswick Pro Billiards, uh, Cook, Serve, Delicious 3. It's one of those cooking games. Monster Prom, Extra, Extra Large. Yeah, what is that? There's three weeks left until prom and you don't have a date and you're a monster. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that one. Uh, then we have Nixoria Dungeon Rogue Heroes, Return One Way Trip, Shadow Gangs. That one's actually X1, Xbox One Enhanced. Tie the Tasmanian Tiger HD, Age of Empires three definitive edition comes out on pc on the 15th actually that happens today uh cake bash cloud punk as soon as i saw that i'm like cloud punk is this one of those things like they try to pull in the mobile stores where the name is sort of similar to another game that's really popular yep that's Mm. even the screenshot just at at quick glance, like obviously it's not it, but it really reminds me of some of the shots you might have seen of Night City. Yeah. And it goes so. a neon noir story in a rain-drenched cyberpunk metropolis. Yep. Mm. yep. And we have Dusthoff Z Heave Ho. I think this one's in Game Pass, isn't it? Or no? No. Uh Katana Zero. Oh yeah. Yeah, these are the Game Pass games. Heave Ho, PC. Katana Zero, PC. Then we have Raji, an ancient epic. Tears of Avia. The Sword of Ditto. Mormo's Curse. That's a PC game. This is Zodiac speaking. Two parsecs from Earth. Space Crew. So this is uh, Space Crew. Yeah. Is um bomber crew yeah bomber crew yeah it's uh bomber in crew space. in space yep <laughs> then we have shante risky's revenge directors cut the jackbox party pack seven man there's yeah. a lot of games isn't there yeah this yes. list is never ending 
the nine monkeys of Shaolin on the 16th. And that's all we had over there. Let me look at, we got a secondary list. Let me just see if there's anything different on that other list. Because uh, sometimes some things are mentioned, I guess, remothered broken porcelain. That is out on the 13th. That's 20, 28 games were on that initial list. Wow. So again, Xbox, the console of no games, had mm-hmm. 28 games releasing this week. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Remothered Broken Porcelain. I don't remember if I mentioned Brotherhood United. That's on the 14th. Knights and Bikes on the 14th. Um, the rest of these we all mentioned already. We say Dust Off Z. I don't know yeah, you did. Okay. And I think that's yeah so yeah that's that's a ton of games that's the longest one we've had in a while yeah this this was and this week was there was three games two of which i bought and a third one which was the gi joe one which i'm like waiting to see your eyeball but like normally there's never more than one Mm -hmm. and this week it was i bought two already so wow nice all right uh games with gold does a little switcheroo today Right, so we've got uh, the game for the month of October on Xbox One. That's Slay Away Camp, Butcher's Cut. So that continues for the rest of the month. And then out the door today was Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. And then new to the scene is Made of Skur. Okay, so that's an Xbox game. And the Back and Pat game we had the book of unwritten tales two that is leaving. And then we've got costume quest. I swear this is like the third time that game's been in games with gold. I know it's been in there at least once. All right. So that's it for games with gold. And, uh, lastly, if you're an iTunes user and that's how you consume this podcast, find us in the iTunes store, give us a review five stars if you would the more reviews we get the more we get boosted in the ranks helps people find out about the show that use uh, the itunes star so that's a great way to support the show and uh help grow the community and of course thanks to learned your lesson for the music and that is it for episode 580 yeah have fun the audio rob yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say anything to jinx it yeah but uh <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, gonna be a fun one. At least it's two people. Yeah, at least it's two people to fix. It gets like logarithmically time cons more time consuming when you add more people. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So I'm Rob Olson as Prestar. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you all next week on episode 581. This is Mark, aka Wingman 709, taking off.